Welcome back after a long, long time. This is episode 49 of Radio Life Ray. It's been on my queue for a while. My sincere apologies for this. This is a conversation with Tomasz Poliszowski from LifeRay security team fame about all aspects of LifeRay security, mostly from the technical side. Tomasz is a repeat guest. He has been on a prior episode in 2011. That was episode 9. Back then for his contributions of the EXT plugin into LifeRay's core. We are talking about all things security and this is only the start of a new season of Radio LifeRay, if you'd like to say so. I've had the opportunity to record several new episodes during LifeRay's DEF CON in October 2015, so several new episodes are in the can and some of them are already post-produced. Prepare for roughly weekly updates of LifeRay for your ears and something to do on your commute, gym time or while doing the dishes. Also, check the links in the show notes as well as other Radio LifeRay episodes on liferay.com slash radio. If you have some suggestions about future topics on Radio LifeRay, please comment on any of the episodes or tweet to at Radio LifeRay. Without much further ado, here's the conversation with Tom. Welcome, Tomasz Poliszowski. And hello to Bruno in the Czech Republic. We are just before a core meltdown of both of us because it's one of the hottest days of the year. Actually, it's probably the hottest day of the year so far of the year 2015. And we decided we will discuss things about security, about life race security. Um, and now first thing you will have to do is correct my pronunciation of your name, your location, and actually tell us a bit about you. You are a repeat guest here, um, so people might know you, uh, but still, uh, it's always good to refresh memories. Hi, Tom. Hi, Olaf. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, so I'm Tomasz Poleszowski. Uh, I live in Brno and a short bio about me. I joined LifeRay about three years ago and joined the security side of things because I um, already reported several security issues. So I wanted to join. Now I work still on the security side of things. Yeah, you're my security resource whenever I have something that bugs me. Uh, security-wise, then I'm referring back to you, which is uh, quite nice because you're even in the same time zone, so I can do so during my day. You are repeat guest, so uh, you have joined LifeRay three years ago, but before that, uh, you have been quite active in the LifeRay community. During that time, we also recorded one of the very early Radio LifeRay episodes, Speaking security, uh, which is kind of close to my heart, but I am working rather on the customer side, on the system administrator side, on the training side uh, with security, while you are actually dealing with the nitty gritty details. You make sure that LifeRay is secure. That is uh, probably through code reviews and probably through fixing issues, educating people, my first question to you would be, what does your typical day look like if you can just make up a typical day? Because I guess there is no such thing. So my typical day is I look at emails and try to ignore all of them and then start to work on some uh, issues that I should should fix or should implement new things. And in the afternoon, I usually... Just process the emails and help other people work and 
processful uh, request reviews and so on and discuss things. How are you rather working then? Typically proactive? How many pull requests do go through your hands? Do you have an eye on security on a lot of them or just on select of them, those that touch the security areas? I'm rather proactive, but when I joined Life right three years ago, um, there was like no pull requests to me coming because nobody was aware they should send sample requests or they should be aware of some securities. But during years, getting better and better, and I'm still pushing others to send me security-related pull requests just so that I can look at them and say, okay, that's okay, or this is not okay, and so on. So it's getting better, and daily, I don't know how many pull requests it may be, one or two. Okay, that sounds doable. Depends on the amount of commits yeah. in there, of course. <laughs> There is, uh, speaking of proactive, uh, I have uh, been involved a little bit in uh, making LifeRay more secure. Can we speak a bit about uh, what we do in order to make LifeRay more um, secure? Yeah, sure. So there are several things we are trying to do to make it as most secure as we can. The problem is um, there are only several people that are uh, taking care of the security in the product. So um, we don't have so much time. Uh, so the first thing we do is to uh, gather uh, responses from community, from uh, security. We have a security email, security at life.com mailbox, uh, where we collect uh, all emails and we process them and create and verify that security issue, then we will create some internal tickets and work on it and fix it, release it. So this is the first channel. Another channel is that uh, we monitor uh, LifeRay forums. If there is anybody reporting any security issue. Um, also, we monitor full disclosure mailing list. Mm -hmm. um, or I think to full disclosure mailing list to see if there is anything related to LifeRay or uh, libraries that we use in LifeRay. Mm -hmm. uh, then we uh, actively scan our portal source code. For example, when doing several bug fixes, any developer can notice security issue. For example, when I very often when I uh, fixing one security issue, I find another one. So it's uh, like never-ending process. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is from our side. Uh, also, uh, we did it for 6.2 and we plan to do it for 7.0. And it's that uh, we are going to cooperate with external security company, researchers. Um, we prepare some environment for them and they will try to break into LifeRay and then we'll fix it mm -hmm. before we release LifeRay, LifeRay 7. And the last, I think the last channel we use is um, uh, is a Veracode service where we uh, have a verified uh, mark, a sign, label, because we do a black box and white box testing there and resolve all vulnerabilities that they report so that uh, we, are, we are safe, safe as most as we can. Yeah, as much as works. Of yeah. course, security is an open end. That's the, the nasty part of sure. security. Yeah. 
we can never be secure, <laughs> just more secure. And I'm um, really curious, how, how does it work breaking the portal? So um, assume I'm an external researcher. Um, I actually get my own portal and um, and my task is to break it, to break into it, to steal data or uh, how is that working? Um, you mean as the external researcher? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah, we prepare a portal and put all portlets there on pages and give administrator account. Mm -hmm. and then they can do whatever they want basically that means do penetration testing that they can create uh, users so that they can uh, test different scenarios can create organizations and sites test uh, different uh, vulnerabilities mm -hmm. so yeah basically it's up to them how, how do they test it and what do they find And they're largely people that are typically not really involved with LifeRay, but rather with uh, web applications. Uh, at least that's those that I have seen. Um, or uh, is there others uh, that rather come from the LifeRay community that do this as well? Um, as far as I remember, there are not many from LifeRay community. Uh -huh. uh, it's more from our customers. For example, when customers want to conduct some external security audit, yep. they hire somebody and then uh, he or she reports the issue to LifeRay.com if it's related to the portal and not to the customer environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, I've seen some, uh, like my fair share of those uh, reviews as well from customer-led uh, security scans as well. Uh, which brings me to a personal question uh, because uh, I actually, I'll have to admit, uh, this is now on public record, uh, I have seen a horrible security uh, audit, but turned out that like from 50 uh, vulnerabilities, 49 of them were false positives that looked really serious, uh, but were actually false positives. Uh, and only one was hard to uh, reproduce, but it was an actual issue. Um, so that got fixed and everybody was happy. Uh, but the first impression was actually, uh, well, this is serious. Uh, and how does it typically look like? Are people typically alarmed when they do a security uh, scan of LifeRay? Uh, and do they have a lot of false positives or... Um, yeah, I would say it? there are two kinds of, two kinds of uh, reporters. Mm -hmm. First are experienced security researchers that really uh, do reproduce, are trying to reproduce each issue and send us a good report with the steps to reproduce it. And mm -hmm. we, we have easy time to reproduce it and fix it. Uh, and I would say these are the most, which is a very good thing. Mm -hmm. um, the other group are mostly companies and their IT security departments that use just scanning tools to generate the reports and the IT department show it to the uh, product manager or whatever. <laughs> and we say, oh, okay, this is really scary. So many issues. We send it right away to LifeRay. Yeah. And this way we've got these um, uh, not very uh, pleasant security reports with unpleasant email messages. Mm -hmm. But in most cases, there are, there are no no actual uh, vulnerabilities because we already have scan portal using these tools and resolve everything. So 
from time to time there is one or two actual vulnerabilities in such reports, but not very often. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and fixing them, uh, you have mentioned uh, there is the security mailing list. Uh, you are monitoring full disclosure lists. Of course, we do prefer everybody to um, uh, privately disclose any issues. Uh, how does fixing then work? Yeah. So, we have uh, for, I would say, maybe two years, we have a process for fixing security issues already. Um, basically, it means that we get any report and create a LPS ticket in our uh, Jira mm -hmm. and uh, try to evaluate uh, the severity of the vulnerability mm -hmm. so that we know if we need to fix it right ahead, if it's zero day or uh, really s uh, important issue or it's just something, some information disclosure about Uh, I don't know, user picture or whatever. Mm -hmm. And based on the priority, then we go and fix those issues. Once they are fixed, we are going to backport it to all uh, branches, to our, our releases. Once it's backported to all releases, to our branches, um, we uh, create patches and hotfixes and so on, then some notifications to customers. Mm -hmm. and then release the patches on LifeRay portal. Uh, and just after this, uh, it's usually SamKong that takes the most recent uh, community edition and creates a cumulative patch and a security patch based on what we uh, release to customers. Yeah, Sam Kong uh, of Radio LifeRay fame. So he has been in the very first Radio LifeRay security episode. Um, I have to look up the uh, the numbers. I'm badly prepared for this. Uh, but I think it's one of the single-digit episodes, so it's a few years old. Uh, but still, security things are well worth uh, listening to. Um You've mentioned a Community Edition, and from time to time, uh, as I'm quite active on the forums... Uh, I'd like to remind everybody that all of the issues that are fixed in Community Edition are typically fixed in the latest version only. So uh, currently that will be version 6.2. There will be no more fixes for 6.1, at least not coming from LifeRay, uh, from the company, uh, from the community security team. That is, everybody who wants to get security fixes and the patches that you mentioned should be on the latest version or will have to... Uh, backport the the fixes themselves confirmed yeah right right we don't have enough people to fix all community versions yeah sadly but then well there there is a solution there which is called enterprise edition and uh being being hosted on liferay.com and being both employed by liferay um that might be a little bit of marketing that should be allowed uh, right now well yeah but i don't i don't uh, <laughs> I'm not glad that security should not be a marketing tool. <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, yeah, I mean, it's like we we do publish uh, on on the latest edition. So at least that. Yeah. This yeah, episode yeah. is brought to you by LifeRay Enterprise Edition. We'll see if they start sponsoring. Uh, is there uh, anything? Uh, I'm, I'm totally changing the topics here. Uh, is there anything that you actually like to think of, recommend? I'm putting you on the spot here. 
um, to make LifeRay more secure from an administrative standpoint. So um, assume all of the security fixes are um, are applied. Uh, is there any low-hanging fruit uh, or anything that you commonly see uh, see weirdly done, weirdly configured in any production systems with customers or on the forums? Yeah. Yes. So basically, Life Air Portal is, uh, you know, it's open source and I would say it's very open and friendly. Mm -hmm. So for administrators, to, they need to t tighten up it a bit. Mm -hmm. so that it's more secure uh, we are trying for sure um security by default so the default configuration of life portal should not have any vulnerability still for example what uh what i what i i have seen and see very frequently is that administrators forget to disable uh, creating new accounts mm -hmm. in their in their portal yeah or they i don't know uh allow enabled for example there is a json ws api yes. uh, slash api slash w uh, json ws mm -hmm. so it's also very often uh, allowed which is not which is which is i would say uh, it's another um item to the attack surface which doesn't need to be there but isn't that partly required by some of the functionality of liferay Yes, but there are only only few, I would say only few screens in life right, that require, that currently require it. And it's possible to get list uh -huh. of the URLs by just by checking uh, JavaScript and JSP files. Uh -huh. So it can be selectively allowed, these URLs. And okay. Another thing uh, I see is that people, when they sign in to Portal, Uh, they can access uh, control panel, which is okay. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, in control panel, there are uh, more portlets than just my account. Yep. So it is better to put uh, my account portlet somewhere else and disable uh, uh, control panel at all, for example, mm -hmm. because there can be they can allow uh, user personal pages. Yes. And it's not that hard to get to the URL on control panel to get to my personal pages, even though there is no link there. Mm -hmm. It may be by, by design of the portal, but still, if the user should not get there, it should be dis uh, disabled. Mm -hmm. Okay, that should be an easy, easy to fix thing. Um, and it's actually new to me, so I have just learned something. The episode already uh, pays uh, for me. Uh, with regards to the JSON WS uh, API that we are actually using, I'm going to contact you afterwards and uh, check for the actual list. So putting some okay. pressure on you um, because I'd very much like to uh, to link this information uh, from the show notes. Okay. Um, and uh, well, I guess for the rest, uh, as this is uh, the the first things that came to your mind for the rest, uh, I'll also put a link to my security related or security configuration related blog series uh, into the show notes. So there is something more to read. And uh, part of that I've actually just covered in the French symposium. So a video will be up uh, quite soon. Um So enough about the 
current uh, version and the past, which we now assume we all have fixed. And now we want to go to the side of the fence where the grass is greener. That is LifeRay 7. Uh, you are also working on LifeRay 7 and on the changed architecture there. And I'd like to know what's coming, especially what are you aware of? Yeah, so mm, the good thing is basically that we are trying to push everything out of the core, out of the portal impel into OSGI. So now it should be more easier to hook into the internals of the portal and change the uh, things related not only to security, but also to security. Mm -hmm. So this is this is a good thing. Uh, another good thing is that um, as we are extracting the modules, uh, the portless as separate modules, we prepare to do a security audits of each module and then do uh, automatic, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we prefer to do um, automated scans. Yes. Of, uh, each module uh, so that we keep it up to some level of security with every extracting module. So uh, this way we can introduce a bit of secure development lifecycle uh -huh. into our uh, usual daily work which will be a good thing, I believe. Yeah, and that's probably easier for each individual module than for the whole core, which currently is a, is a huge uh, bundle. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. So I believe this way we uh, will have more secure code for LifeRay 7. Uh, beside of that, there will be support for uh, mobile authentication for mobile profiles. It is almost finished. I would say, mm -hmm. uh, which should allow uh, different different profiles or scopes. For example, in the uh, uh, in the case I described in OAuth two, um, we don't implement OAuth two yet. It should be possible mm -hmm. uh, with the current uh, architecture, but uh, we do implement uh, some common uh, access control profiles. That should limit the scope of allowed operations based on uh, from where user is authenticated. So okay. I hope this will help a bit. That sounds good. Uh, so uh, that, that brings me to a shout out to uh, Stian Sigvartsen, uh, also former guest on Radio LifeRay and now a LifeRay engineer or LifeRay developer. Um, are you working yeah, with him on the OAuth? Good thing is working with me. On security. Oh, correct sure. answer. Very good. <laughs> um, still, he's not working or out uh, because there are um, much more things and more important we need to do. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's working in OAuth in his free time. Yeah, at least he has his his OAuth uh, plugin um, that is available on the marketplace, so he should be our go-to resource, or he's probably at least one of our go-to resource. There's probably more uh, that know about OAuth. Um, Putting you on the spot, are you aware of SQRL, a quite neat authentication scheme um, that I have recently heard about on the Security Now podcast? No, this is an audio podcast. You'll have to say something, not just shake your head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I, I didn't. I didn't hear SQRA. SQRL, like SQL with an extra R in the middle. It's no, like no. 
almost, I would say almost anonymous uh, authentication, keeping passwords totally out of the, out of the game. So, well, and now you, you'll have something um, that I'll send uh, to you and I'll put a link into the show notes uh, because this sounds like a really neat authentication uh, protocol. Not sure if it will fly. Uh, it's currently in development, but almost ready for publication. Okay, but enough about references to things that uh, are totally not done yet. Uh, is there anything else for version 7 um, that you can talk about? There's one aspect uh, that you actually not really mentioned uh, with the modularization and what that brings to security, which is as soon as the portal is really modularized into many uh, small modules, um, I guess you can just deploy half of the modules, the ones that you need, and don't deploy the ones that you don't need. So in case there is any security issue in one of the components that you don't need, uh, just undeploy it and it's done. It's gone, right? Or Well, yeah, or, right, unless your business depends on it. <laughs> yes, well, you either fix it or you can, uh, you can also just quickly remove it. Uh, the less surface you have, the less uh, attack uh, can yeah. be done, right? I guess as far as it's going, um, there is a lot of security documentation. Uh, there is the uh, community security team, which you are part of, and you spoke about that uh, largely, Sam, uh, being involved with uh, preparing the patches uh, for the community. But there is a whole team of Liferay employees as well as uh, community members, I guess. Um, yeah, or, there is. <laughs> or did we hire all of the community members uh, and they're now part of the company? I don't know. Um, so uh, there is a, a team of people to, to contact. Uh, the email address is security at liferay.com. There's even a PGP key. Uh, make it open source. It's GPG key, uh, which is available somewhere on the key servers uh, and uh, should be quite easy to contact that list. And most likely, as long as I have seen it, uh, you will be... Uh, the one to answer it if it comes during the European day or night. I've seen you answering during the night. Um, yeah, we could talk about uh, many different things and uh, full disclosure, we already did. And I completely blew up the, uh, the recording by uh, stepping into your words. So we'll rather stop here, I guess. Yeah, those okay. are the uh, the development aspects that we can cover now. Um, the system admin aspects, I would say, uh, if you have something to add to it, uh, please do so. Um, either let me know, just write a blog article or another series. But I think this went a lot better than the first recording that we did, uh, which is uh, unpublished for a good reason. <laughs> so thank you for putting up with that. Sure, sure. I believe you can cut it to the very bare minimum and make it like five or ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one uh, will work out better. And uh, if necessary, we can always do another episode. So with that, um, I'll thank you and let you out into the sun if you want to. 